Hi, and welcome to Klutzy Jabber with your host, Kaylee J. I'm your host, Kaylee J. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the holidays. Um, I talked in my last podcast, which I admit was a while ago, apologies, about needing a support system. And I felt like this was a good follow-up episode, A, because most people prefer to spend the holidays with their support system, but some people don't have that opportunity and spend it with people or with things that give them anxiety, whether it's due to a toxic relationship or just this social, emotional realm that is the holiday season. Um... As someone who suffers from social anxiety and seasonal depression, um, the holidays can be tricky because, yeah, you have seasonal depression. You have the transition from fall to winter. Days get shorter. Days get colder unless you're down south somewhere, uh, obviously. And on top of that, you have the anxiety of the holidays. And I think... This is one thing that Hollywood has done, not consistently, but has done a fairly good job at, is going home for the holidays or going around friends and family for the holidays that you haven't seen in a long time can put a stressor on your life. And if you suffer from social anxiety, meaning being anxious or uncertain and new or, you know, changing environments, um... Social anxiety can be made worse from the holidays because you feel this anxiety, whether it's quote-unquote justified or not, because people love telling people with anxiety that it's just in their head, that you have to perform for people. You have to make sure that your life measures up. And the best way that I've like come to explain this to people when they talk to me about like my anxiety being in my head is the scale of 10. And what I mean by that is I've been teaching for the last eight years. Um, I've been doing education before that. I was going to school, going to college, etc. Way before that, obviously. And one of the questions that I've changed over the years through learning about the scale of 10 and understanding the scale of 10 is this question. On a scale of 1 to 10, insert blank. So for example, I sometimes ask my students, On a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you understand this unit or this um, literary element or this specific thing that we're talking about or sometimes just their social emotional awareness? So I'll ask on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling today? You know, how did you sleep? You know, things like that. And one thing that I have learned through conversations with my high schoolers and with fellow teachers is that the 1 through 10 scale, while it is better than using basic adjectives such as good, bad, decent, okay, been better, etc. It's still a very broken scale because it is not equivalent. And what I mean by that is if you ask, let's say, 10 people, on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you feel? Most of those people will probably tell you some number that is the same as somebody else's number. The problem is that when I tell you on a scale of 1 to 10 that I'm feeling a 7, and then you go and ask the next person and they say that they're feeling a 7, how do you know 
that my seven is the same feeling as their seven. And that's exactly what happens with social anxiety. No anxiety, regardless of its terminology, is the same. And around the holidays, this gets worse because people ask you, you know, how's life? To avoid the social discomfort, a lot of people will be good. Okay, fine, whatever. And most people accept this answer. And we love when people accept this answer because we don't have to defend ourselves. We don't have to be put through our mental anxiety hurdles and explain how we could be better or why we're not great or amazing. While we do love talking about it from time to time, and while we have those people hopefully in our lives, like I talked about in the last episode of a support system that help us talk about it, most of us would prefer not to. (laughs) But there are the people that you run into around the holidays, whether it's the people at Thanksgiving dinner or people are home visiting family um, that are in your hometown or whatever it is, that when you're like, I'm good, they ask follow-up questions. And that creates the energy bar overload. So with social anxiety, and I've talked about this on my TikTok channel before, um, one thing that a lot of people recognize is that we have kind of an extrovert-introvert in balance. We can be extroverted people. We have the abilities most of us, by and large, can perform and act and seem to most people that know us as extroverts. However, when introduced to a situation we are unsure about, anxious about, or brand new to, or just a situation where we don't feel like we want to talk, we turn into introverts. It's like a magical switch. And the holidays triggers this switch And there's something about it that you just have to try to figure out. But the problem is, between trying to figure it out, trying to create the balance, and working through everything that you have to work through, the energy bar moves faster. What I keep saying is, and what I keep meaning by the energy bar, is the imaginary bar that every human has when they wake up in the morning to the time they go to bed, that over time decreases, can be increased with things like food, caffeine, etc., exercise for some people, um, but over time decreases depending on how active you are. For people who have social anxiety, when we are put into deep social situations, intense social situations, our activity bar, our energy bar, goes into hyperdrive. So we feel this nervous, anxious energy and our body is trying to keep up with it while also trying to, for lack of a better word, perform what is being expected of us. So when we have these interactions with people that we might not have seen in a while or aren't very close to or just the natural social interactions of having to hold multiple conversations over a 24-hour to 12-hour, you know, 12 to 24-hour period... That energy level is just like bing, 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 bing. And there's a lot of references about this, you know. 
It's like, it literally is just like switching and it's done. And that is what a lot of people, and I speak mostly about myself and the world that I've understood of the psychology of it, have noted. They're like, you know, most people that have known me my entire life, if asked, is, you know, Kaylee extroverted or introverted? Probably 80% of them easily, hands down, would call me an extrovert. And the reason for that is my social energy bar. I do not go out often. I do not socialize often. So when I do, my social energy bar is higher than most. However, when it comes to the holidays and the expectations of that social energy bar needing to be full and also having to be like, okay, this is my life that I'm sharing with these people, or these are the things that are going on in my life, or these are the things going on in my head that these people are going to ask me about. There's that, again, desire to perform or need to perform that amps up that anxious, anxiety, energy level and makes the energy bar deplete faster. So I say all of this to drive the point home of this podcast that's going to be published today. If you are someone who goes home for the holidays, goes around people for the holidays, you know, does something outside of your normal, like, 24-hour period cycle for the holidays, and you feel the need to perform, breathe. I'm sure you expected something way more deep and meaningful than that word. And I understand that. But when our energy bars are being put into overdrive, our brains can't keep up with basic functioning. So something that simple is really what we need to be reminded of. For me, I take a minute. I usually, and I doubt people that know me very well have noticed this, I, I walk away and I leave the situation. And it's a very odd response to being around the people that I love more than anything in this world. And it was something that at first I really didn't understand what I was doing or that I was doing it or why I was doing it until I started really metacognitively thinking about how I dealt with my social anxiety. But when spending time and feeling the need to be a social performer, take a minute. Think about it from the aspect of a theater person on stage. Most plays, musicals, etc. have an intermission. They have a time for the actors to pause, the set to get reset, everything to happen before the show and the performance continues. Give yourself that minute, couple minutes, whatever it is. Even if it's a quote-unquote bathroom break. Go into the bathroom, stand there, look at yourself in the mirror, breathe, and then flush the toilet and walk out so people don't think you like peed and forgot to flush because that would just be weird. And you don't want more weird for your social anxiety. So that is my advice. I have been 
very stressed and very busy over the last few weeks. And it definitely has been getting amped up as we get closer to the holidays. I have gotten better with my holiday social anxiety over the years because of things that I'm going to teach you, talk about today. The biggest thing is take time. Football, which is one of the most watched things on Thanksgiving, has half times. Players take time to breathe. You need that time. The other tip that I'm going to share with you in this episode is also going to be a plug for my cousin's book. So one of the other reasons that people with social anxiety have severe social anxiety is because most of us are people pleasers. I am a people pleaser. I will put everyone else's emotions, thoughts, cares before my own in most situations I put myself in. I have referred to myself as the mother hen of my friend group. I am the caretaker. I check in on people nonstop and all the time. And it's who I am as a person. And while it is a good thing to care and to, you know, sometimes put other people first, I constantly have started using this phrase with teacher friends, and I'm going to share it here with you. You can't pour from an empty glass. Growing up, I constantly remember seeing posters, hearing the phrase, is the cup, you know, half empty or half full? It's the difference between being an optimist and a pessimist. And my brain goes, why don't you fill it up? And that is usually, you know, the idea of being motivated. Now, granted, I have like probably close to the ballpark of like 12 glasses lying around my house right now that are in various states of fullness. So when I say, why not fill it up or that we're going to fill it up, the likelihood that it's actually going to be filled up is less than zero. However, what I'm trying to get to and the point that I make with this is most people that have social anxiety probably could easily admit that when they're in any social situation, they have a half full to less than half full cup that they are trying to pour out of. This is especially true of those of us who are in some kind of field such as medical or teaching or any kind of educational field or counseling where we have to do a lot for other people so we constantly forget about ourselves. Add into that the holidays and having love languages like gift giving and it kind of goes into overdrive. So my advice is remember that even though you are a people pleaser, even though your love language might be something along the lines of people-pleasing and gift-giving, you are also a person. So don't forget to please yourself. As I said, there's also going to be a plug in this portion of the episode. Um, and that plug is for my amazing cousin who just published a book about people-pleasing um, that you can buy on Amazon. So please feel free to look up her name. Her name is Aubrey Henderson. Um, you can buy the audiobook or the paperback. Um, and it's Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-E. Because um, we all have special spellings in our family. Um, but it is definitely worth a read, worth the time. And again, I'm going to try 
2A. Stop putting myself against myself when it comes to wanting to publish podcasts. And B, I'm going to try to publish podcasts more regularly. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please feel free to reach out via email with any questions, comments, concerns, or if you just need someone to talk to during this holiday season, because I know that for some, it is not only stressful, but it can feel lonely. My email is klutzyjabber, spelled just like it is in the name, at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a fabulous day, Thanksgiving, and holiday season. This has been Klutzy Jabber with your host, Kaylee J. I am your host, Kaylee J. Have a great day.